Welcome back to the Two Perspectives podcast. We've been missing for a few weeks, we know, but this week we're coming to you with another perspective where I believe it's something that you can truly use to change your life, which is how to find a place where you belong and also get acceptance from other people. And I know that you can go a lot more into depth about this than me, Linda. So I'm just going to hand it straight over to you. Absolutely. So yes, we've been off for a couple of weeks, but doesn't mean that we haven't been out changing the world and doing our own thing. So yes, I want to talk about the power of connection. And it all centers around from an individual's desire to belong and to be accepted. And that's really important to us as, as people. And so we are interdependent on other people. And so it would make sense that we would want to belong and we would want to be accepted. And we tell people all the time, that you should be who you are, be authentic to the conversation, and worry less about other people's opinions. However, there's this belonging piece of it that needs to be touched on. And I boil it down to three different points that I've made as an observation. And so I find that people tend to do these three things when they want to belong and find acceptance. They change how they show up to fit in. And so they're really concerned with not coming in too much, too strong, too passionate, too much pressure, you know, all of these too much everythings. And then the second thing that I notice that people do is they don't express themselves fully because they want to avoid conflict. As individuals, we want things to be symbiotic. We want it to be supportive. We want it to be a space where people can be who they are and feel good about that. But absence of conflict is not what you're looking for. So we're gonna to talk to that too. And then the third thing that I see come up all too often, and I'm, I'm guilty of this as well, is putting people on pedestals, which creates resentment. So looking to someone as being this person that you would like to be more like, or you'd really admire what they do, and you think that they're the expert and you're less of the expert, you know, we're going to talk to that because that is not true. And there's a different way we should be looking at that. So, yes, I'm actually, I'm going to start off with the third one. So we can kind of circle back. So like putting people on pedestals. I just think it's something that's just very not beneficial to do in any way, shape or form, simply just because if you put a person on a pedestal, they're likely going to actually value your contribution and your attention less, is what I find. I don't know how you view that, Linda, if you have the same opinion. You know, actually, you just hit that perfectly, because that's what I wanted to talk about. When you do that, you can, de-minimize, you can minimize somebody else's contributions when you start doing this comparison thing between yours and theirs. And that's where that resentment starts to build because you're, you're looking at them to be an expert or really gifted in a certain area. And then you know you, this comparison thing happens between you and them. And then when they don't follow that thing that you admire them for, you're like, 
well, gosh, how do they consider themselves to be an expert? They're not even following their own advice. They're doing the opposite. And, and you're sitting here looking at this thing for, as an outsider. And so that's a problem. That's where that resentment starts to build is when you put somebody in a certain role or space or place to what they're doing, and then you they don't exhibit that behavior or do that thing in that way that you were expecting. And that you're right. And then, then it's all like their contributions all of a sudden become less. And when you do the comparison, then your contributions all of a sudden become less. So all around, it's counterproductive and it's where we need to not take ourselves. Instead, we should place ourselves in the present. And we should realize that all of us are in different places and journeys in life. So some people are going to be more ahead of us. Some people, we're going to be more ahead of them. And that could be in all areas, not just in one specific one. And so when we look at it that way, we should be like looking in the relationship to how we can learn and grow from one another, but really how we can complement the relationship. What do I bring? What does the other person bring that we help each other both to shine? And so we want everybody in this garden of life to each be their own. And so you may have the sunflower, the rose, the daisy, the cactus, all of these things in this garden environment. And we shouldn't try to um, be something that we're not. So if we're that prickly cactus, then that's who we're going to be. And if we're that sunflower that wants to grow up and tower over everybody, great. But you need both of those types of, of, of um, flowers or plants in the garden to make it the bouquet that it is, the beautiful thing that it is. Actually, yeah, I really like the gardening example that you gave about how you need all the different species of plants in the garden for it to be beautiful, for it to be functional. Um, it's the same thing with humans. We need the the people that does the cleaning for the, the CEO to do his work and every, everybody else in between that. And just realizing you're doing your part and contribu contributing in some sort of way. And actually, a way that I found in my own new job to actually avoid resentment, because as soon as you get into a new position, at least as what I did was kind of like, I don't really like how this person is doing things, like putting everybody in boxes. But actually, instead of trying to put everybody in boxes, I just started to give people credit for what they were good at. What, what parts I liked about what they were doing, like how they were contributing into like, like yeah, doing their thing and just giving them credits for that instead of focusing on all the things that I didn't like that they did, which helps me to be a lot more positive and also just give a, like, give a lot better of a vibe of because if you don't really like something about a person, they can definitely feel that. Oh, yes, especially when the resentment can be building too. That's another ugly area that uh, once you see that happening, you got to get that turned around. And so that's why I talk about the two-way dialogue. And yes, you're going to like highlight and think positively about the contributions the person's making rather than the things that they may not be good at. When you do that, and you can think of them that way, you're going to show up in conversation and dialogue that way. So when you are surrounded with somebody 
that does something that you really admire and you value that, that's going to come across in your conversation. And you're right. The moment that you are resentful or you're thinking, no, I really don't like it when this person shows up in this way. Well, then you are going to come off with that vibe when that happens and they're going to feel it and it's just going to make things worse. And so, you know, that's where about the two-way dialogue, you know, needs to happen. And, you know, I think about the different relationships that I'm in and we all talk about, you know, constructive criticism and making sure that we're challenging, um, you know, the other person to be their best. And, you know, that sometimes is not always easy to do because you want to come in from a place of care or a place of heart, but yet at the same time, you don't want the person to, to re receive the the constructive criticism in a way that's going to like dim them down and then they're going to retreat back and then it's going to, you know, not work for them. And so there's that dance you have to do to figure out how does another person want to receive those types of things? Because we all say we want to have constructive feedback. We say we want people to challenge us, but when that time comes down, there are times where sometimes that constructive and that challenging that hits upon that uh, person that we are and sometimes the things that, that we need to work on are the, some of the like hardest for another person to tell you. And so that's why we don't express things sometimes. But honestly, if you can find a way with that other person and do it in a way that's kind, it's caring, it's wanting the best for the other person and truly wanting that. We all can say we want something really uh, good for the other person, but you know, don't go in that space unless you really mean it because uh, you can do more damage if you go into saying, oh, I want the best for the person. You give them all this information and really you just wanted them to, to, to show up with you differently. That would be selfish. And so th there's times where that can play in, believe me. And so you really, you really truly do want the best for the other person. And I would say you can pretty much talk to anyone about anything, even the tough stuff, as long as you are you know, getting curious about the other person and really coming from that space where you do want the best for them and not for yourself, not for your selfish gains in the, in the relationship. It actually will improve your conversation when you start to express yourself and think about it this way. This is, this is a little different here, but if you're withholding information and not expressing things, people can feel that too. And it just, it doesn't make the trust in the relationship be there when you're withholding everything because the other person's like wondering why you're withholding information, not saying something. And so then that's just going to breed um, lack of trust or, or it could be anxiety. And so that you don't want that either. And so it's better to come into the conversation and have a little bit of conflict and just state you're going to have a conversation that's hard with that other person. And when you do that, it builds it, even with the tough stuff. Sometimes things have to get messy. This, the best, strongest relationships, you're going to have those messy conversations and we shouldn't be always afraid of them. And because we're, you know, we don't want to hurt someone. No one, no one sets out to hurt somebody or to tear them down. But when you don't express things, that's kind of what you're doing. <laughs> and so it's just something that was an aha moment for me, not expressing something that's, that needs to be expressed that's not going to make the relationship stronger. It's going to make it worse. And then it's going to come, it could go down to a place of no return. I think it's one thing that's 
a question that could be very, 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 very valuable. <laughs> Apparently, a very hard word to say. But one question that could be very valuable to ask yourself is before saying something, like what is the return of actually saying it? First yes. of all, is it even worth saying? Because some things are so petty, they're not worth bringing up. You're probably gonna forget them tomorrow anyway. So there's no reason to say it to another person and create all kinds of negative energy for something that's so petty. So I think that's the first thing we need to ask ourselves because we might as well just filter out all the useless stuff. But if it's something that you, you truly feel like has to be said, I think both for you and the other person, it's not only wanting the best for the other person because if you feel like you have something to say, for me personally, I know that like that uses so much energy. Being in a room with a person and you know you have there's something you should say to them and you haven't, it just takes up so much energy mentally. So you actually tires yourself out as well. Um, as long as you come from like an authentic, the right place, um, and you're not saying something just to hurt another person, if they for some reason decide that they don't want to continue their relationship with you because of that, at least you will be authentic. And I find that's a lot easier to deal with than them not wanting to like continue relationship because you withheld the information from them. Because then you're always going to think about what if I told them what would have been different. That you're not, never going to have if you said it. I absolutely love the two points that you just made in that um, statement there. So you said that you need, that talking to somebody and withholding and knowing you need to do that takes a lot of energy. I'm gonna come back and say that not having the conversation takes even more energy. And that's why I think you should just do it. And the reason why you should do it um, so you can get that, keep that sense of energy is exactly what you just said, which is, if you say something to another individual that you think needs to be said, and you come from a, a good constructive place to do it, and they decide they don't want to continue the relationship with you, that's what you want. You don't want to have a relationship, whether it's personal, professional, business, or romantic, if they're doing it out of obligation or to keep things just rolling on because it's easy. And it's, and it's more work to to separate you actually it does it doesn't do doesn't serve either person very well when people continue on things that the preferences the timing the benefits have changed and people have moved on it's best to just accept that there's going to be a change in the relationship and if it means that it ends it's going to end which is fine because more people will come in um, and then that get releases the people to take their own personal energy, preferences, desires, wishes, whatever, and then they can go do those things. And so it actually serves both people more equitably when you speak up and express yourself, you stay in the present, get curious, and you stay true to who you are, your, your value system of what you are willing to accept what you're not willing to accept. And, you know, and there's going to be some things where you're going to, you know, meet in the middle, but you're not going to be trying to do what we first talked about where we're changing how we show up. So we're not too much anything. 
and so uh, actually there's one thing like one quote i want to to mention as we start this topic off and it's from um, 50 cents latest book okay and he like he said one thing that was it stuck out to me i heard plenty of people say it before but the way he said it was just so simple and it was like he can be the best 50 cent but he can't be anybody else but he can be the best 50 cent he can't be the person that's you know, for example, the, the corporate um, guy at a five, 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 five hundred, four, four, five hundred. Yeah, yeah. I'm messing two words up, but for five hundred company wouldn't be him, but he could be the best 50 cent. It's the same with me. I can't be the best 50 cent because that's 50 cent, but I can be the best me. Exactly. And it's that simple. But a lot of times we don't always go to that place. We go to this, I want to belong. I want to be accepted. And then all those things that we open with are what happens instead of the things that I just shared and that you weighed in on. Um, that's exactly it. We just need to come to a place in our lives where we are who we are and we worry less about other people's perceptions of us. We worry less about causing conflict and we care more about being in relationships and dialogue for reasons that benefit both parties. And when it no longer does that, then it's okay for the people to move on. And so that's a lot of things that I've talked and you have talked about. And so again, we want to be this beautiful garden that grows and, you know, even with gardens, there are things that are going to happen. There's going to be that cactus that doesn't get its water and it dies off. There's going to be that sunflower that blooms for the summer and then it, she wilts and she comes back next year. So the same with people, the same thing happens. There is a season and garden of life. And when we all come together to live this great life that we have. We just need to keep some of these principles in mind and we can live a richer, fuller life, remembering that we don't have to do this role-playing where we are somebody else and we put pe people on pedestals and we cast them in roles that, that, that don't even fit them either. No, nobody wants that. I can definitely relate to being a plant sometimes. Like when it comes to the seasons, in the winter, I'm like, I just want to lay in bed all day. I don't want to get out. It's so nice. It's so warm. When the summer, I have way more energy, just like plants. Like in the winter, nope, I'm out of here. So I think that's just another thing that showcases how similar where what where we operate, what we do, how humans work is similar to how the garden and how nature works. We need a bit of everything for it to work. It's the same with like, let's say um, a cog and engine, like for example, the, the turning gears. If it loses something, some of the teeth on it, it's not gonna be as effective. So we need every te teeth of the gear intact for it to work well enough. And I think that's one thing that's very good to realize if you want to fit in because Fitting in and belonging is not something other people can give you. It's something that you need to feel within yourself. It's the same thing as you can't go into a relationship, a, rom a romantic relationship with another person 
think it, it's going to make you happy if you're not happy with yourself. That's the thing, something that I learned the hard way. You couldn't have put that together in a more compact, succinct way right there. I love what you said about how we need to be happy with ourselves to have that sense of belonging and acceptance in the places that we live. So I think we basically covered everything at this point, haven't we, Linda? I believe we have, and then some. I'd actually like to do something different. I'd like to invite our guests who are listening to this episode to share with us on our Facebook, our um, LinkedIn, or even out on Anchor, what you guys think about this topic that we've just shared, because we really want to hear from you if you think that we've expressed some interesting ways to look at belonging and acceptance that will actually be something that you can place into your own life. Take some of our perspectives and, and see how you show up if it, it changes at all. If the dialogue in your relationships improves when you get curious and start expressing yourself. And just really showing up and being present in who you are and being your best self. And all those links, Linda just talked about where you can express yourself, you can get your voice heard by both me and Linda and also the whole audience of this podcast, by, by everybody. They're down in the, um, the description of this podcast. And remember to also click the follow button and we'll see you next week.